Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Midtown Atlanta, it's time for Health Connect South Radio. Brought to you by Sherwick Media, your health and wellness content specialist. Health Connect South is to serve the health community as a sustainable platform for regional health collaborations. Through our collective work, we seek to broadly define and advance the Southeast role in the future of health. Serving as a gateway between health industry silos, we seek to provide unique and meaningful partnership opportunities in health. We are pleased to share this information and these experts with you as a part of serving our mission. Want to be part of the discussion? Join in, tweet questions and comments at HCS2014. On this week's Health Connect South Radio, we sat down with Cindy Abel and Tasha Marks. They're the creators of the Live to Be Girls social media mobile app. That gives our daughters access to a social media environment that is free of cyberbullying and other negative, hurtful behaviors that can sometimes occur in the social media arena. You're going to want to take a minute, get to know these ladies and what they're up to with this cool new app. Check it out. There's not a supportive place online for girls anywhere. And we we are a social mobile app that wants to inspire girls to spread the love and stop the hate. We really want girls to grow up and pursue their passions, go after their dreams, know that, that we believe in them, and know that if they dream it, they can do it. And we want to have the environment that fuels them to be able to do that. And if they're on their phones and you can't get them off of their phones, <laughs> you know, we feel like uh, let's just inspire them yeah, while they're there. Right. I mean, We're going to inspire them while they're there. And, and by doing, you know, the feature girls, and it's and it, it's going to be girls like them. Celebrities are awesome. We love Taylor Swift. but And it's a wonderful story. But at the same time, they can't really reach her, you know? We want to provide an environment where a girl can look at that person and say, I could do that. You know, I, I can relate to her story and go after it. And so, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Coming up next, we've got the full interview with Cindy Abel and Tasha Marks. They're going to share some of their experiences as parents of school-aged girls as it relates to social media. And we're going to talk about some of the troubling statistics that are driving their motivation for creating the cool Live to Be Girl social media mobile app. If you hear their story and you realize that you or someone you know has some of the resources that they need to bring this project to its full realization, making this positive social media environment available to our young daughters, make sure you reach out to us here at the show or get in touch with Cindy and Tasha through the livetobegirl.com website or their social media platforms. You may just hold the key to bring this project to its full fruition, get it in the hands of our kids. Check it out. Good morning, everyone. It's C.W. Hall, your host here on Health Connect South Radio. And I'm very pleased to be joined in studio, as always, by my co-host, Diana Keo of Sherwood Media Group. It is great to be here and happy St. Patrick's Day. I can't believe we're already halfway through March. I can't either, but nice green shirt, CW. I got in the spirit. I wore a green shirt today. One of the first times in years that I've actually said, oh, I'll wear something green. You actually own a green shirt. I do. And I wear it once in a while, but just not on St. Patrick's Day. And as the intro talked about here at Health Connect South, one of the things that we're trying to do is make people aware of health assets and and initiatives in the community that are working to improve the health of our population across the broad spectrum from our physical health to today's topic, talking about the emotional and psychological health of our children. I'm happy to have in studio some folks that uh, Diana has some history with, knows them a little bit, but Cindy Abel and Tasha Marks of Live to Be Girl are joining us in the studio. They're going to be talking about the social application that they're building that's designed to create a safe place for young women and girls in the community to be able to come and share their thoughts and ideas and uh, connect with each other, make new friends and kind of nourish friendships that they have and share things in a safe place that's free from cyberbullying. So Tasha and Cindy, thanks for taking some time to join us here today. Thank you. Thank you. So before we get too deep into it, tell me a little bit about your background before you uh, got together and decided we need to do this, this social application for our kids. Well, I started a career in technology out of college and worked for Anderson Consulting for several years. My husband and I then decided that we were going to go out on our own. We started our own technology consulting company, Able Solutions, which is in the Atlanta area and has been in existence for about 20 years. So technology has sort of always been my passion and Live to Be Girl is kind of an extension of that. Yeah. Yeah, I actually um, met Cindy. We lived in the same neighborhood uh, for over 13 years and we became really good friends. And 
our husbands um, always said, you need to do a business together because, you know, she's the business analytical side. And I, I come from a background of sales and marketing. And I also um, had my own retail business uh, prior to moving to Georgia. That was in Tennessee. And then my whole career has been in sales and marketing. And so we became friends. And then it, uh, it wasn't until there was a problem that we, you know, really – uh, racked our brains together to come up with a solution, and this was uh, what Cindy's daughters were going through with the current social media. And for what I understand, you both have daughters in yes. your family, yes. and so that's a that's a great segue. So, kind of take me through what happened with your your own daughter or daughters uh, that kind of got you thinking. Maybe we should do something. Maybe that's our opportunity to create something that will address this. Well, at the time that Tasha and I started talking about social media, my daughter was um, fourteen, and she was asking for an account on Facebook. And I wouldn't let her have an account on Facebook, even though all the other kids in her middle school were doing it. It was the thing to do at the time. And um, she beat me down, and I finally let her do it. I let her get an account, but not before I really got my own account started and figured out privacy settings and sort of tried to get the lay of the land of Facebook. But And what year was this that we're talking? This was about 2011. Okay. Um, and so, you know, once she did get the Facebook account, you, I would tell Tasha, you know, she would just be on it from the time she got home from school until <laughs> late at night. And it was a new phenomenon. I mean, we were used to them by this point, you know, sort of getting on their cell phones and texting. But, um, you know, it was just kind of, it was bothersome when she would come to me and say things like she invited a friend over on a Friday night and that friend had told her no, that she had plans with her family, and then she would go on Facebook and see all these pictures posted with all these girls and know that she wasn't included. So it sort of right. began there. Yeah, and I can imagine. It's one of those things where when you're a young kid in the grade school and middle school, high school age, how you want to be one of the kids that's included and to think that uh, people are out having a great time and not only not including you, but making sure you know that you're not included. That, that had to be painful, even though it's, it's, it's from a different direction of attacking you with words or something like that. It's still, it's still cruel in a way it's, and, and hurtful for somebody. It is. And I, and I think that the social media landscapes, um, when Tasha and I started looking at that, we were only dealing with Facebook at that time. And so that was what we were seeing with our kids and kids began signing on earlier and earlier you know even though you're supposed to be 13 and you check a box and say you're 13 most parents weren't really monitoring that so a lot of the children that were on Facebook were well under 13 as the years kept going by and then of course obviously with the the growth of popularity of Facebook and other options like Twitter and so forth, um, many other social media platforms began to emerge. And some of those, as we talked about before the show, how as our parents started showing up on Facebook and wanting to be a part of our Facebook friends group, and then we started, as the kids, started to kind of find other places, social media options that were not populated by our parents that made it a little harder for them to get in our business and in our space and, and keep up with what we're doing. And that's kind of where kind of the real big growth in that cyberbullying as a as a concept really kind of began to come along as the younger kids and all that began to explore these social media outlets. It seems that am I on the right track? Because it's a big you problem. Are. Yes, as a matter of fact, sixty eight percent of teens today say that cyberbullying is a problem, but only one in ten actually speaks to an adult or a parent uh, about this. And this comes from the do something dot org. Uh, website um, that really tries to bring awareness to what the bullying statistics are. And then girls are twice as likely to be victims of cyberbullying than, than boys. I was reading an article that uh, that you all had been a part of. Nearly 43% of kids have been bullied online and mm -hmm. one in four more than one time. I, I mean, that's that's pretty significant. Right. So talk to me a little bit about what that bullying looks like. I mean, we hear about it in the news and, you know, somebody will commit suicide because they were cyberbullied. But talk to me how it starts and how it progresses a little bit. I, you know, if you, if you look at where um, this demographic mostly is, it's Twitter and Instagram, uh, specifically Instagram. Uh, you, you will notice that girls, and I say girls, and I, I think more specifically can create hate pages or they're really user accounts that say, you know, I hate Leslie or, you know, make some really awful username. And then what happens is there's this growing number of, of followers or people that will start to like 
uh, that user, and it's all targeted against one girl. That's wow. just that's that's an example. Um, or there, I think the the real manipulative tactic is the exclusion bullying. That's where they you know post pictures of you know five girls when there's really six of them that are all really hanging out at school and they're leaving that sixth girl out and they do things and you know they say that they're going to the movies and they take photographs and you know they just do things to exclude others. Well, when we were growing up, there were birthday parties that we certainly weren't included in. Right. And, you know, it wasn't considered bullying. Um, Our parents would sit us down and talk to us about life not being fair and not everyone can be your friend. So what what is the difference now between what was going on when we were all young and what's going on now? Well, I think I think the whole um, you can be anonymous today. You don't have to speak to somebody's face anymore. You can text your emotions. You can throw something up on Facebook or, or Instagram in this case, because that's where we know our demographic is. But um, you do have to teach your kids to have a tough skin and to look at the situation with realistic eyes. And so some of these circumstances, while they may not be um, something that parents see all the time, over over time, can the the repetitive nature of it can really bring down um, children's self esteem and their their self you know worth their feeling of self worth. So I think that when we were young, while we might have had, I would think more isolated instances. I think it's in your face every day now because they are so so attached to these medians. <laughs> All of us are young people yeah. and older. <laughs> You're right. Um, I I think the difference really is that uh, when we were growing up, it wasn't about a like or a comment that Mm -hmm. validated who we are. And today, uh, I mean, I can give you examples of just the other day, um, one of my daughter's friends, she, she took a photograph and she was real serious when she said this, the other mom didn't believe it because she's just not, she's not on Instagram at all. And she, about 20 minutes had passed and she had only had 45 likes at that time and she and she said if I don't get 100 likes in the next 30 minutes I'm taking this photograph down really yeah and, and, but see that just and she was serious I mean the other mom thought she was kidding and I, I looked at her and I said oh no she's not and it at right at 48 minutes she had 101 likes and I said so I guess it's staying up <laughs> but it what my point is is that when we were growing up it, you know, it was really about the interaction. Right, yeah, the face-to-face. face-to-face friends. So, you know, if you were bullied, you know, that was one person picking on you at school, you know. and But you had eight other awesome friends, typically, not, not always, but just mean you had other people that, you know, lifted you up, that, you know, had the same interests, that you did things with, that made you feel good. Today, it's the post the, you know, the, the photograph that, that goes up, and if you only have 20 likes, then you're not very well liked. You know, it's, it's, it's what it says mentally, which mm. is awful. Well, gee, <laughs> like my last Instagram, I think I only had like 40 <laughs> likes. I should take it down. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was the barometer. Yeah. And, and, and as it relates to the health of our kids' um, emotional states, and that's a, that's a key component of that age group, you know, um, how, how healthy they, they are, how well they perform in school, how, how um, just their, their day-to-day wellness uh, is affected heavily by their emotional state. And clearly, at that point in time, we're really reaching f- for some confirmation. Am I okay? Am who, it, is who I am all right and not all right, but liked by others? And, and this, is, this is like a visual in their minds, hard confirmation. If I have a lot of likes or if I have a lot of follows, if I had a lot of friends following my page, that means I must be really, mm-hmm. that that's validation. Mm-hmm. And the other side of that is on the bullying side that was different from when we in the room were kids is it's so much easier now to gain kind of a herd mentality and get ganged up on by a huge number of people, many of whom are just doing mm-hmm. it for a, a giggle. Uh, and it's so simple to participate in ganging up on somebody, not just by a couple of clicks, a share, or whatever it may be. And you're making this thing blow up into, you know, what we're talking about, 100 people liking something right. where you're poking fun of somebody online. And suddenly this young person who can't quite, they, 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 it's a 
key part of their identity and validation. They see this negative validation, and all of a sudden, that's how... I mean, I'm shocked when I see, see these children, young people, my, one of them was my daughter's age, roughly, um, killing themselves over something like this. It's it's hard to believe, but, I mean, it's it's a reality. So with with what you're trying to build here with Live to Be Girl, can you kind of talk about what you're trying to do to counter that and, and to create a space so that you know these young women can go and and not just avoid cyberbullying um but also have kind of some positive positive uh, reinforcement and a herd mentality the other direction herd mentality to say hey we're not doing that here we're 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 going the other way right um well the the mobile app live to be girl um is a social mobile app where the girls are rewarded and inspired for spreading the love and stopping the hate so they're actually, we have a gamification um, that's in the app where they're actually scoring points, achieving levels for spreading that love and, and stopping the hate. And so within the app, we're going to have hangouts where there are groups um, that are, uh, we have role models that, have, that are mentors that are um, a part of these different groups, helping these girls, encouraging them, lifting them up on a daily basis. So whether it's sports-related um, you know, songwriting, you know, uh, just whatever they're passionate about, the different groups they belong to. Beauty, fashion. Yes. Right. And they can connect with peers that are of similar backgrounds and make new connections that um, kind of overlap with them, that they can talk about ideas or share experiences in those types of places. Exactly. Um, and then also we're going to have the feature girl um, that's constantly – you know, changing out that is pursuing her passions and going after her dreams. And it can be um, anything from an achievement that she's done, but it can be in the community or it could be something that she's going after, you know, herself. You know, girls who code. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And talk about that because I know that you've you've tested the concept. Uh, you had a website that you, that you built right. to kind of flesh this out and, and see, do we have traction? Do we have people, users, young women that want to get in and look around and get to know each other, share their ideas in this kind of a place where they know it's safe and, and your, your beta site, if you will, where you kind of cut your teeth on the idea and, and uh, developed it uh, more deeply. Mm-hmm. Turned out people did want to get involved. Yes. Yeah, so when we originally um, started this idea, uh, Tasha and I funded the initial beta version of a website, Live to Be Girl website. Uh, for about a year and a half, we, we had about 700 users in, in the beta. And essentially what we did was we designed the website around our ideas of what we thought they would like. And um, then we just were involved in the website constantly and saw what they really did with the ideas that we had. And sometimes it wasn't exactly the way we thought it would go. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they changed, you know, they, they used things differently than how we really thought they would. But what we noticed on... Give go me ahead. an example of that. Yeah, I think that's an interesting thing. Um, I would say, like, we, we really thought that they would use the groups differently. And um, originally, so when in our mobile app, we have Hangouts. And in our website, we, ha- we called them groups. And so basically, you know, we thought that they would create an affinity group and then everybody would join that affinity group. But as it turns out, everybody wanted to create their own group because they wanted to be the leader of the group. So, <laughs> Oh, good for them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, you know, essentially, we just looked at all the behaviors on that website and, and how the girls interacted. And it was very clear when they when they first signed on to their account that they were not allowed, you know, to they would be kicked off the site if if there was negative interaction, bullying or anything like that that we saw. And you guys were all doing that manually. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we were watching seven hundred users and you were doing it mobile. Uh, well and manually. some of them some of most of them were not you know, as at, but a good percentage of our users would come on every day for 30 minutes. And it it was really, really interesting. Um, and we spent many, many hours at late at night (laughs) just watching them, you know, talk and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, monitoring the, the chats and all those sort of things that we would hopefully in the future have enough money to have technology help us out with. But Mm -hmm. yeah. 
I, I know that one of the things that was um, surprising to me, I was the I was the Live to Be Girl user on the website. And so when I logged on, they could see that, you know, it was the Live to Be Girl little insignia. So they were like, she's on or whoever's on. And I would get just bombarded with questions, and, you know, in the chat. And they would communicate with me in the news feed and um, – what I came to realize, and this was this is why we we really knew that the mentors were going to be important going forward in these hangouts, because they looked to me as you know a coach, a teacher, a cheerleader, a parent, a therapist. I mean, it was it, you just really we really could see the need for the support that they so deeply desired, and things that they they can't share with their parents. And things that they don't talk to their friends about. Um, it was it was like, you know, um, I, I compare it to I believe what what Oprah did for people in TV, uh, and offered a lot of experts that came on the show that you know about issues that affected women in their lives. This really starts. It didn't start in their twenties. You know, uh, girls have issues young, and when especially in middle school when they're trying to discover who they are. But they're going through so many changes physically, mentally, emotionally. You know, their body is just is is going through all of this upheaval, I call it. And and so, you know, we we saw this on the site. And so we said, you know, it validated this need um, if there were and if they're on their phones and we can't get them off of their phones. If you ever go into a movie theater or a restaurant and you look around and all these kids <laughs> are just like buried stuck on their phone, they're buried in it. So if we can't get them off of their phones, then we said, well, let's go to where they are and let's, you know, let's help them. And CW, to your group herd mentality sort of thing, we noticed on the website that the that the actual community started self-policing. Right. So if if somebody came on and was a new user and said something negative or you know, you can make negative comments, but I mean, against somebody else or right. targeting somebody else, the the community would immediately come to the attention of that and say, "Not here. This we're not allowed to do that here. This is not the place." I think that's really cool to create that as the the way people think, rather than jumping on and going with it. Right now, for you know, I'm the only one in this room that actually has all boys. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there's a little bit of that, but they just, you know, my, 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 especially my youngest son, you know, at dinner, most nights he has to give us three nuggets, you know, three highlights of his day. And, you know, my fear is not, it's not a real fear, but whenever I speak to the women, like, did you know this? And did you know that? And I know nothing Yeah, right. <laughs> because boys don't talk like that. And I'll say, you know, so-and-so told me X. And he said, mom, I just don't get in involved in the drama. Mm -hmm. So as women or moms and a dad that have daughters, um, to empower them, I mean, when you said they don't talk to their parents about that, and I know boys are no different, but, you know, going back to that point, I mean, none of this would be even a discussion point if we, if our kids felt like they could talk to us. Right. So let's start there. Why don't they talk to us? In your opinion, I mean, yeah, it would be an opinion because we all well, have that vision it, of ourselves that we're going to be yeah. different than our parents were. Right. And our kids are going to talk to us. I think it's as easy as going back to when we were in middle school and high school ourselves. I mean, do we really talk to our parents about what's going on? Not really. You know, we didn't really talk to them. I mean, about, of course, you know, grades, we have to talk to them about school. <laughs> but when it when it comes to what you're going through, I, I believe so many times, I mean, I can remember thinking, um, you know, oh, she just doesn't understand me. Yep. You know, so she doesn't get me. Thinking, I'm like, do you, you stand there and think... There's no, uh, you're 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 grown up. I'm a kid. You don't you can't understand. Right. They, they don't. You've not been there. They, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They don't put that. Well, it, right, exactly. And so I can remember thinking those things then. Mm -hmm. But to think about today and what the pressure, you know, the the, the pressures that they face on a daily basis. Um, I think that uh, just in general, from even in school and grades, from a competitive standpoint, across the board, the bar's been raised. Yeah. So much so that parents, you know, are frustrated. You know, they're frustrated with, you know, um, just the college requirements of what all these things. There's just all of these things, these pressures that are going on around them, much less the social media pressure that they're faced, that, that 
you know, the uh, what they have to live up to or what's attainable and what's reality, you know, and that and also that what's going on in their life today, this very moment, that girl that thinks, you know, it calls you a name or said something on, you know, her post, that is so insignificant right. in the bigger picture. Yes. But for that girl, for that day, it is everything. Yeah, and it it's, is. They can't see the future. They can't, they can't see, see it. They can't see the future. And so um, we, we knew that there needed to be a supportive place. And, and a, that place that where there could be that, that role model or that mentor that can look at them or you not know, really look at them, but you know, interact with them and say, I've been there. I know exactly what you're going through, you know, and it, and it just, you know, she might just be a few years older, but she can relate. And on the website, right. they did, they would do that too. You mm-hmm. would have a girl come on after the end of a day and she was having a, a really bad problem with a friend. So she would put it to the community and then people would come and answer to her and tell her how she should deal with the, the situation at hand. I mean, really just great In stuff. positive ways. In positive ways. Yeah. So And so did you, with this beta site, what happened then? I mean, you guys, you established it, you saw the chats, you had 700 users, and is it, where is it, what is it, I mean, tell me what happened. It was hacked, so um, <laughs> unfortunately and very sadly it was hacked, and we, we did not have the resources or the finances to resurrect it because um, we built it on a technology that was really not, scalable anyway so to throw money at it at the time really didn't make any sense and, and that's your your technology consultant yes background that's me <laughs> yes um and then we did have an investor who was going to help us build the new version of the website um and then that sort of took a a, a turn another way because of what he had to do for his business so then I think during that time, we really realized that we needed to really focus on mobile because that's where they all were. Mm-hmm. Right. I actually think sometimes, you know, things happen for a reason. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I really believe that because even at that time, the shift was already happening, happening uh, towards the, you know, the teenagers or the young uh, demographic on their phones constantly. And we saw this in our home. I mean, we have you know, um, the girls in our house. So we could see how much time they were only on their computer to do homework and all the other time consumed in apps. And so um, that's when we realized we needed to shift gears um, and start looking at, uh, you know, the analytics of what worked with our website and what the girls, uh, they they spent longer than 30 minutes um, on the site at one time, which is huge. Yeah. And so we were looking at that and saying, okay, let's focus on this app. And so therefore we um, created the prototype. So we have the visual of what that app looks like um, and what we want to do with it. And that's why we have started Indiegogo Camp. (laughs) (laughs) Parents uh, and creators of Live to Be Girl, Tasha Marks and Cindy Abel, are talking to us about the evolution of Live to Be Girl started out as a social media website, has moved to the concept of social media platform on a mobile application, which, as we all know, most of our kids, that's as we were just describing here, um, that's where they tend to live. And so talk about that. We kind of had to do a little bit of a reset. Uh, you got to do a lot of development, get some good ideas and input from users who were clearly being very sticky to the application and really um, seem to be drawn to the concept. Um, so you're, you were mentioning the fact that you're going now towards some crowdfunding so that you can go ahead and flesh out the application and uh, get it out there and in use. So talk about that process a little bit, because I know there's a campaign underway. We're trying to raise some awareness about that. So where uh, do we stand there? So we, we need to um, build a beta version of the mobile app and you know have a a product so to speak a beta product so that we can show the stickiness of it um so we created an our first round was self-funded our families both self-funded it um about 120k and so now uh we have been consulted and told that the next sort of level of friends and family is to run a crowdsourcing campaign. It's a new. It's not a new concept, but it's one that's taking, been taking hold now for quite a while. And so we started an Indiegogo campaign to raise funds to build the beta 
app. And if I'm if we were wildly successful, we hope we can go farther than that and right. build the whole thing out. But and so, how much are you trying to raise? Uh, Ultimately, so the, there's level levels to that, right? So for the beta version, we're initially looking for $50,000. Um, we can do a beta for less than that, um, but that's really all we could do is just the beta and not focusing on marketing and social media and awareness and mm -hmm. brand awareness. Right. So we really want to... So that'll help you do a little bit of promotion. Exactly. Right. And then beyond that, you know... Um, it, Everybody knows, I guess, that development costs are always way more than you ever expect they're going to be. So we have quotes to do those things, but um, ultimately we'll have to build something that's scalable and you know can can grow with the large user community. So, and so where are you in the? You know, I've seen pages and uh, you know, kind of still photography about what the pages look like. So where where are you in the development and? taking the idea from the website and kind of translate it now into a mobile audience? Well, we have a requirements documentation, but we haven't built anything. Okay. We haven't developed anything yet. So um, we have a prototype of the app, which we've shown you, I think. You've seen that. Yeah. Um, that actually lives on our phones so that we can show people, you know, the function of it and what it does. But there's no meat behind it yet. So for someone who's listening, as they think about this, uh, we talked a little bit about um, security, for example. I know as a parent, you, if particularly one uh, when we're talking about an application or a, a social place that's aimed at young women, young girls, um, obviously there will be a temptation to kind of get in there and, and do nefarious things if somebody can do so. But we're, we're, we're talking about building in some, some components uh, to the application besides just active monitoring uh, by live people. Um, there's also some technology that you're talking about that controls to some extent certain language. Uh, we can't, there's certain uh, profanity, for example, sexually related type topics that if I go to try to submit content like that, that it's, it's not pr able to be put out there. Well, and that and also predators. Right. right. You know, because this is the, the prime audience for, you know, creepers. Right. So we get we get that question quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the second businesses, Tasha, and I would like to start is one that addresses that very issue from a uh, technology perspective. Right now, there aren't existing technologies out there to really solve that problem. Um, there are technologies that are becoming, you know, more and more real every day, like facial recognition and um you know, you've, you've got the iPhone and you can do your in index finger, which is, you know, you. So there are things like that, the technology that with the right amount of um, resources, we would love to just investigate the best way to do that. But right now, you know, we know we have uh, language suppression, image filtering, video and, you know, photographs and things like that. But we would need a heavy duty um, company like the company that we've talked about in the past, Metaverse Mod Squad, that we were introduced to a couple years ago, three years ago, uh, that would really get on and monitor it 24-7. The language, everything that was going on, looking at the user community, all that kind of stuff. And is that the plan, to bring them on? Yes, okay. right away. What other competition um, for this kind of this age group lifestyle app do you guys have out there? Well, the competition at hand is Instagram. For sure. Uh, I mean, we definitely, the older teen is on Twitter, but currently um, Instagram, you know, it's all visual, very, you know, pictures. And you are supposed to be 13 um, and older to be on Instagram, but we are very well aware that um, there are uh, millions, millions and millions and oh, millions yeah. of uh, children under the age of 13 on Instagram. And I think what, what ends up happening, or at least we've really noticed it in the last couple of years, is that when a friend goes to school and she has the app on her phone, and then four of her friends have the app, and then 10 of her friends have the app, and then she comes home and she says to her mom, well, I'm the only one in school that doesn't have an Instagram app, and everyone else is taking pictures. And see, this is all it is. It's just pictures. See, Mom shows her the app. They go through. She sees it. She knows that she um, is, you know, only following her friends. And she says, okay, that's fine. And so, therefore, 
we're actually, um, you know, we are competing, uh, I guess, against an app that you have to be 13 and older to be on. But we are very well aware that there are children at seven and eight years old that are on the app. Yeah, and there's okay. also, um, you know, with Instagram and with Facebook, there's also um, settings that you can actually block mom. She can still see that you're on there and you're, you're yes. not given an update or kind of a heads up that, but you, there are settings on Instagram. And I know, did you know that, CW? So, I did not. Know yeah, there's that. settings on Instagram that you can actually block certain users from, you know, you can, they can follow you, but you, they see nothing or they only see limited. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and All speaking the tricks of, of the trade. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of that, um, of Instagram, uh, as it is on Twitter, uh, categories or let's just say your posts can be hashtagged. Okay. So, um, when our search and looking at what was really going on on Instagram, we started really looking into some of um, in the community. And just to give you an idea of the type of post, I'm not saying this is happening with your daughters and their followers, but as an example, the word hate, if you did a search right now, is hashtagged at right at 10 million posts. Wow. The word mm-hmm. suicide is hashtagged at 6 million, and that's on Instagram. Okay, so these are just some of the, the categories and, the, and of what's going on when you go look. Okay, And not to mention look. some of the images that you can see right. that, that your kids probably aren't, like Tasha said, doing right now, not even aware of the content out there that is so, so horrible, the photographs and... And I know a lot of my friends aren't aware. I mean, I'm kind of in this business, so I have to know what mm-hmm. how things are done. But a lot of my friends are not aware that if you actually, there's a, a pretty extensive, very hearty search ability on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the things that pop up when you just put, you tap that search button, it's pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. And, it is. It's and there's shocking. no guard. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's no, and maybe, you know, this has to, Instagram needs to look into this, but almost to have um, blocks where you can actually block that type of material. But, it, it, and now that they can do videos, it is really shocking what shows up in that search little button. And, you know, kids still today, they, you know, my kids roll their eyes every time I say this. The The words you put out there is out there forever. The photograph you put out there is out there forever. Mm. Just because it's Snapchat doesn't mean it's not going to mm. stay. Somebody can take a picture during the Snapchat and keep the f- images that you, you know, they don't really understand that because like we, we said, it's really about today and not about the future it's about now and we we do know of of teenagers that have lost their college scholarships because of the post that have been it's been quite to be honest it's it's not been that awful of a post (laughs) you know and it was a one-time thing but that one time just pretty much changed their path well and as an employer that's that's what i was yeah as an employer that's a and you know, a lot of these uh, kids do not realize what they're posting in middle school. Right. I can still find as an, a future employer. I mean, right. it's still out there. And it's, right. again, because I'm in this business, we all know how to find those things. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, coming back to what y'all yes. are doing, um, you know, fundraising is a way. But have you have you talked to any, you know, you know, establishing an advertising model or even sponsors like girl um, sponsors or clothing that would actually want to hit this market have you thought about going that direction yeah we absolutely have we want them (laughs) yeah we want them we would love to have them Uh, we have been told that typically you have to have a significant amount of users before you get the attention of the devs and the people that stand behind women uh, those type of companies Um, we would love to uh, partner with an organization or you know or a company that aligns themselves with exactly the same type of mission um, is to really make a difference in these girls' lives and their self-esteem and and what and just um, really you know empowering them. And so, top on that list, you mentioned Dove. Who else yeah. is on that list? I I love the Under Armour, the recent Under Armour with the ballerina. So <laughs> um, we've always talked about Nike just because of the whole Live Strong movement. What do you want to live to be? Live yeah. to be free. Live to be me. So, right. Um, 
I love the Like a Girl campaign. Like a Girl campaign is love awesome. Love it. Mm-hmm. I just, we just, when I saw that, uh, the long version of that, I was like, okay, this is us in an app. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> and shall we mention who that advertiser is right now? The li- Like a Girl. Yes. That's always. Yes. Okay. So, yes. Um, I saw that on the Super Bowl. I'm like, yes. oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I did think the ads were cool too. Yeah, I did. The ads I were like beautiful. Them. They were so oh, it's well so done. Awesome. Well, I mean, yeah, for a company that you're, you know, watching the Super Bowl and for that sort of company mm-hmm. to be involved in the Super Bowl, it was just kind yeah. of a really amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And so, have you reached out to any of these companies yet? We have not yet. Well, this is the first. I, I have to say that this is even when we had the beta version of our website, we really did not advertise or publish ourselves very much at the time. Um, we were advised that, you know, we need to be very careful legally of intellectual property and all that kind of stuff. So this is really the first time that we're stepping out and trying to bring awareness to this. Mm-hmm. So that is something oh, that. Gosh, thank you for be- choosing us. <laughs> thank you, Diana. <laughs> Yeah. Um, hopefully, we can put this information in the hands of maybe one of those people. That would and, be awesome. And uh, be able to bring you together so that something like that can happen. I can't imagine there's not an organization out there that are behind messages like we were just talking about that wouldn't want to be a part of bringing this out to, to the yes. to the to the marketplace. I mean, even um, you know, especially with this whole lean in, mm-hmm. right? Um, with one of the Sandberg. Um, I just had a mind block, but I couldn't imagine why Facebook wouldn't eventually want to have this as almost an offshoot of itself. Yeah, kind of a room off to itself where young women can go and and kind of be amongst themselves in a positive place. Especially right. since now I think she's had a daughter. Does mm-hmm. she have a daughter or a son? So, I mean, just something to keep in mind. But, you know, in this show, inevitably we always ask, um, and we've talked a little bit about this already, but, you know, who 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 would help? I mean, what are you looking for, and who do you want to meet? Boy, there's a list of my long. I think we have a spreadsheet on that, don't we? Right. Clearly we funding, have a spreadsheet. and yeah, and, clearly funding. And you is can one. go to the Indiegogo crowdfunding site and look up "Live to Be Girl." It's L I V two number two B is in letter B girl. Right. Uh, social mobile app, and be able to find the the fundraising campaign that you've got there for crowdfunding and there's various levels obviously that someone can participate and support right and we i mean we just are are so appreciative of you know even if it's a dollar five dollars ten dollars whatever amount you can can give because it also is showing um the amount of funders shows the investment community of how many people are really wanting this to happen you know that really believe that there should be social change and so that's what you know the it's we need to raise the money, but we're happy with any amount of support that we can receive. So you're all lined up with the technical side of things in terms of people that'll build it out for you. Yes, all set on that. Side. Yes, we are. We're ready. They're waiting on us. So it's <laughs> so it's primarily then obviously awareness once we get it to to completion, but funding is the big is the big hurdle now. That's right. correct. That's yeah. exactly right. So, and so what are you what are you doing to get the word out? I mean, well, obviously, you're on the show today, so right. we'll we'll get this out for you. So, yeah. what else are you doing? Well, we've you know we've we've embarked on this Indiegogo campaign, and I think as because we're doing that, you know, we had a press release that we put out there. We've been um, interviewed. We we have an article on a mom blogger. So we're just we're trying to look for any opportunities we can to comment on some of the reasons why we're doing this um, subject matter expertise on you know some cyberbullying issues and those kind of things um, we're just trying to get every single avenue I mean I think we're we are individually emailing hundreds right. of media channels right now in the media specifically um, that were that are all about female empowerment mm-hmm. and then also the Atlanta area media. And then also the other uh, crowdfunder, crowdfunding um, resources and technology also we've been targeting. And so as a media person, I'm, I'm listening to you. And so what, what, what is your pitch to someone like me for me to write about you? There's not a supportive place online for girls anywhere. And we are, um, we are a social mobile app that wants to inspire girls to spread the love and stop the hate. We really want 
girls to grow up and pursue their passions, go after their dreams, know that that we believe in them and know that if they dream it, they can do it. And we want to have that the the environment that fuels them to be able to, to do that. And if they're on their phones and you can't get them off of their phones, <laughs> you know, uh, we feel like uh, let's just inspire them yeah, while they're there, right? I mean, right. We're going to inspire them while they're there, and and by doing you know the feature girls, and it's and it, it's going to be girls like them, you know, um, celebrities are awesome. We love Taylor Swift, but. Uh, and it's a wonderful story, but at the same time, they can't really reach her. You know, we want to provide uh, an environment where a girl can look at that person and say, I could do that. You know, I, I can relate to her story and go after it. And so, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. And I think early on, we decided that the technology, you, all of us could say, you can't have a phone, you can't watch TV. We're, you know, I mean, you can do that. But I think the, the majority of us are not going to do that. So yeah. we might as well create an environment that mm-hmm. allows them to still be doing what they're going to do, but giving them more opportunity more for boundaries. positive. Yeah. yeah. Well, and another thing, that I don't know if you've heard this, there was a, uh, a recent initiative by PRI that only in 2015 that only 24% of all news stories will be about women, which is pretty sad. So, you know, we want to start with their daughters and, and make a difference with that and, and highlighting them and, and letting them have a voice and knowing, um, that, that they, they matter, you know, and they're like a girl, but they can do anything they want. (laughs) Do you see at some point, um, having the ability to provide some measure of counseling type resources for somebody through that so that they could securely, um, connect with somebody and talk about some of the things that they end up facing where maybe they don't feel comfortable coming to mom and dad. I, you, we hope they, right. hope they yeah. can, and clearly they can we encourage a, that. But. We, yeah, we did, when we did our financial model, you know, for what we want for the, the big dollar amount for actually hiring resources, we actually would like to have a psychologist on staff mm-hmm. um, because there are certain times, I think, that when you're reading y- – you can see something that maybe should be kicked off to a proper pr- professional, and we want to just make sure that we have that base covered for mm-hmm. sure. Um, go ahead. So when your kids, your girls especially, know what you're doing, um, is there an element of eye-rolling? Or, I mean, how are they responding? Do they feel like they're never going to ever have fun or be able to get away with anything ever? <laughs> how are they no, res- it's the opposite. They've, they've been our biggest fans. They really I, have I, because yeah. they, they, you know, there was probably about a year ago, my daughter uh, is 13 now. And so when we started the venture with the website and the research and all that, she was nine when we started looking into it. When the website went up, she was 10. And um, about a year ago, she goes, you know, I could really use Live to Be Girl right now. And I said, really? And it was it was one of those days. You know, it was one of those weeks. And right. because she related and, rem- you know, remembered of being able to to go there and talk with other girls that are going through things that she's going through. And so it's it's not that, um, you know, we we, we want girls to have fun. You know, we're all about the fun. But we believe that we can provide that environment where it can be supportive, empowering, inspiring, and fun. And they must be so um, proud of you. I mean, you guys are are sitting here as an example of what somebody can do with when they have a passion and a purpose. So, you know, hopefully that will become part of your message as well, that you are basically a walking and talking example of what you're trying to inspire these girls to be as well. Well, what's interesting is um, I I think Tasha is exactly right. I I think that when our girls have been involved in, in this business since the beginning, I think if anybody in my house is rolling their eyes, it's my 15 year old son. (laughs) What about me? (laughs) Too much girl talk. Too much girl talk. It's interesting. And so hopes and dreams, you said you guys had this mapped out for the next five years. You talked about a, a psychologist on staff. What else hopes and dreams for the next five years? I mean, we we would love this to be national. We would love it to be international. We we would love to have a you know achieve our goal of having a million users in 
a year. <laughs> right. And, and we also, uh, we saw when we initially launched our website, uh, we did a launch party at the local mall. And we, um, we had some merchandise. We had T-shirts, wristbands, necklaces to promote, you know, what we were doing. But what was so surprising is that there were girls as young as three and four and five that wanted every single item we had. You know, because it was the brand itself says a lot. It's got pink in it. It's right. Got it's got pink in it. Live to be girl. You know, you can you can if you can dream it, you can be it. So and I think it, it really sends a message of of also leadership and not following others. You know, you can live to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And so we sold all this merchandise and so um I think that also the bigger picture is that, you know, we reached internationally but we're co branding and we're you know, we're offering um, camps and we're doing things yeah. for girls to lift them up and and just um, you know and worldwide and then giving we want to give back um, this is one of the biggest reasons we started this is we want to give back uh, big time yeah. uh, to different uh, female and girl organizations we've um, already set up live to be girl.org right <laughs> so we're we're anticipating a foundation of some sort and sure. what would that look like right. well I think uh, you know, what we'd like to see is being able to help girls that maybe don't have, you know, the lucky opportunities that our kids have had, you know, so farther reach into kids that might have challenges um, that my kids can't even really understand, you know, with getting educational opportunities and um, realizing their dreams in different ways. So if they start, they want to start a business when they're young, you know, maybe funding some of those kind of brilliant ideas that the kids have. And right. I mean, it's far, it, it, we can just spin on this because we, what about this? What about this? I mean, you know, there's so many angles to empowering women and girls. So, you know, the amount that you're trying to raise is not that much. It's not, it's not. <laughs> you know, to actually get this launched and started. Have you tried fundraising, you know, doing pitches and, and going that route as well? We've not done. We've not really done a lot of pe- of pitches Mm-mm. at this point, have we? No, we haven't. No, that's like simultaneously with this campaign, we have. Um, you know, we knew that we would be in front of investors, and so um, we, we have we have our deck. We're, yes, you know, we need some practice, but we're ready to go. So, so, f- so from that investor who's looking at this concept w- from a revenue model as a business, mm-hmm. where do you envision? the revenue coming from? Because I, I know that when we talked before the show, uh, we don't really want to be pushing ads in front of your face and interrupting your experience with display ads that kind of right. cl- cl- you know, cl- cloud up the, the place and, and interfere with your experience. But or, or actually um, counteract the messages right. you're trying to. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Many of them would probably be you know talking about some of the things that we've we've downplayed here, and that is you know, over-sexualizing and all the body images that so much advertising can create. Um, but from a revenue model, where, how do you envision that really being something then that would make a, an ROI for someone to, to get, get Inter- in and bring this to fruition? Yes, that's an important question. Um, interestingly enough, unlike Twitter, unlike Instagram, we actually have a monetization model. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, because you know, the, the whole thing with when you mention the word social media is that, okay, bring the users and then we'll figure this out later. Right. right. We definitely need the users. We need the girls there. But um, we have four quadrants in this app. One of those is the feature girl. One of those is the hangouts. And then one is the news feed that very much is similar to Instagram. And then we have an event section. So the feature girl and the hangouts, we envision just like the Like a Girl campaign. We're always is sponsoring that. We envision companies stepping in and sponsoring the the feature girl. And it depends on if it's, you know, a songwriter or if it's sports related, if it's girls who code, whoever. It's whatever company relates to that. And as well as the hangouts, which we and um, we envision those being the masses, you know, from it. all the girls' interests, you know, is extensive. And then the event section where girls can create events or whatever local event, uh, like if it was a Taylor Swift concert in Atlanta that uh, the tickets will be able to be purchased through the app. Um, so it's, it's going to be all of, you know, involved in revolving around what girls love. And um, we don't, you know, we don't, um, 
like the the Facebook advertising that's happening to us right now. You know when you go do a Google search on these great boots, and then all of a sudden you get like twenty ads. It follows you around. Yeah, Yeah, we we don't want that. We don't want that because if they're that great, you would have bought them. That's exactly (laughs) right. So quit pushing me. If I want it, I'll go get it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And what we see is that the girls will will actually be the marketers of what they love themselves. They're going to share it with um, their followers. So So it's almost like setting up um, almost ambassadors, brand ambassadors Mm -hmm. within the app as well. Exactly. Another point of uh, revenue as well. Yeah. With a few minutes left, what haven't we gotten to talk about that that you need to to, to make sure that folks know about? That you wanted to share? Trying to think. I think we've gone the gamut go to the campaign yeah Yeah. (laughs) go to the campaign support us we'll have that on the website um and also you know when we start pushing it out as well we'll we'll have that on attached as well but is there any i mean again is there anything that we haven't i know before i interview someone they they practice right um and so (laughs) is there anything else we haven't asked you that you wanted to be sure that you shared I don't really think so. I, I think we've covered a lot. I mean, I'm glad we were able to really discuss uh, where we started with the website yeah. and proving this concept. Um, even though it's it's no longer here, we were able to to gather some very invaluable information on what the girls loved and the the amount of time that they spent on our site really proved to us that this was needed and that you know and so. We are now, you know, we're, we want companies, we want organizations that want to, um, you know, possibly align themselves with, with what we're doing. Uh, we want people to share the campaign, like the campaign, call us, you know, track us down. <laughs> and, and on that, I mean, we talk about girls, uh, but a quick view of the website, the Live to Be Girl website, um, will reveal the fact that it's not about princesses and pink necessarily and mm-hmm. being girly it's right. it's young women having a place to go and share their thoughts con- commune with other people that are in the same interests that they are in and uh, and encourages them to share kindness and to share positivity with each other and i'm sure that's got to bleed outside of the borders of the application i, I exactly. would imagine that that starts to impact people and hopefully inspire somebody to step up when they actually see because I, I i remember seeing a statistic from one of the articles that you shared with me that nine and ten see bullying but don't do anything about it right it, it sounds like this is kind of instilling even in a young very young person the the strength and courage because it takes that to stand up against be and, an and stick your neck out and say, hey, don't do that. That that actually takes a, a measure of courage as well. So it sounds like that's kind of empowering them to do that. So make sure you visit the Live to Be Girl website. Check out mm-hmm. some of the videos. You'll see right. the the image that uh, is is being fostered among these women that are participating in, in the application. So. And one of the things I love about having um, startups and young companies on our, on the show is the fact that I can't wait to talk to you all in a year yeah. to see where you are. Because <laughs> um, I do think this is actually, it's, it's a need, and I do think it's in a really exciting concept that um, I think you're going to be surprised that it's going to get the attention that it does once you are up and really, really running. Yeah. Because it's really it's long overdue, and um, and you know I think your next venture, and this is just as a mom that has now older kids and can look back, that your next venture should be empowering parents to actually parent instead of doing benign <laughs> neglect or wanting their kids to, you know, a lot of the problems that are stemming is because parents aren't stepping in and actually being parents. Right. But you know, in defense of the parents too, just it, it it's really really difficult today. I mean. As a parent myself and you guys, I mean, with we the social media in and of itself and the texting that is going on, and you don't have a visual into any of that anymore. You try, but the more control you put over it, the the more the kids pull back. So it's exciting to be here to help support an effort like this that's trying to put something into that social media space that is so important to our kids. We can't deny it. So it, it is great to be here and supporting an effort to build a space that meets that need for connection and some external validation, yeah, right. but also is doing so in a place that's positive and where negative behaviors like that that are uh, personally attacking or exclusive, that kind of stuff that would cause our kids emotional and, and mental anguish. Um, it, it's it's nice to be able to bring this kind of thing to light and, and hopefully help 
you all get further down the road. So I'm pleased to do that. If you if you want more information, make sure you go to the Live to Be Girl website. It's L-I-V, the number two, letter B, girl.com. Same on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram because right. we're, we're out YouTube. there too. YouTube. Well, and YouTube. <laughs> some great videos that were brought to you uh, by the folks, uh, some of which I know from Sherwood Media Sherwick. Group. So Thank you'll you, get to get Thank some you. great uh, experience straight from the young women who are using uh, the application to kind of see what are we doing for, for these young women who participate? And it's a great thing. I think you'll be encouraged. So if you have the ability, uh, make sure you check out the Indiegogo f- cloud, uh, crowdfunding website so that you can contribute to this and bring it to fruition that much more quickly. Or if you know somebody, a contact in your network that might be somebody that could help this move forward, please uh, contact us through the show's page or Twitter and let us know. We'll put them together and you can actually say, hey, I had a hand in that, bringing that out. And isn't that cool? So, um, Thank you to uh, you two for coming out and, and uh, sharing information with us. Cindy, T- Cindy Abel and Tasha Marks from Live to Be Girl. Diana. Always a pleasure. Sherwood Media Group. Thank, Thank you, CW and Diana. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It's, it's been great having you all here. We want to make sure that uh, you make an appointment to see us next week, same time, same place. We'll see you then. This show is brought to you by Sherwick Media Group. Sherwick is the health and wellness solution, content that inspires change. Learn more at www.sherwick.com. That's sharewick.com. And link up with us on Facebook and Twitter.